Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! What are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Liver disease. It took Lou Reed from us. Who's next? Hello, it's the Luke Big Show with me, Pete Donaldson. And I'm joined by Luke Moore. How the devil are you, sir? I'm all right, thanks. Liver, as far as I know, intact, operate, fully operational. How's your liver, mate? Yeah, all right, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to do a, um, a little scan. Retrospective. Like you can on No Man's Sky, <laughs> where you can kind of check everything's okay. Yes, um, Luke asked me what video game he should buy, because uh, he likes Zelda. Um, so I gave him a couple of uh, excellent examples and he decided not to go with any of my uh, recommendations and buy the much maligned No Man's Sky. And I'll come in on that (laughs) for a couple of reasons. A man who plays very few video games decides to get get into one of the more complicated ones. Well, look, point number one, when I asked you for your advice, you patronised me. Didn't so no, you. you'll probably just like this little mini platformer that'll no, take you I five said, seconds no, to complete. I said, I said, I said, all of these are like little bite-sized games, like inside. I can't yeah. remember what I actually. I don't want a little bite-sized one. No, don't patronise me because you think I'm a gaming basic bitch, which I am. Anyway, I then bought No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. chucked it on. Yeah, I was like, fucking hell, this is complicated. Is, yeah, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this? I, I've I've spent more time googling how to do things. Yep. than I have playing it. What, what do you want from me? I'm still good at. It. I'm still loving it. I'm still, still loving, loving it. it. Yeah, I am. It reminds me of the um I went on the plane back from uh, uh, Tokyo I watched um the rest of Ad Adastra. Is it yeah. Adastra? Yeah, yeah. I've not seen it but I know uh, what it is. Yeah. It just seems a bit like oh it's quite complicated uh, all getting to the moon and then getting to Mars and then getting to Jupiter. Yeah. And that's I mean and that's only and, and the things you've listed there are merely inside our own solar system. <laughs> I so know. Imagine what it's like a no man's sky. The um yeah, have you encountered any interesting uh yeah, creatures? It's, it's good. I I think well I've got a man of many faults, Pete, most yeah. of which you've um you've unveiled on this show if people didn't know about them already, which is absolutely fair enough. Um but one thing I'm not scared of is kind of challenging myself. So okay. I've I've committed to it. Mm. So I only I'm busy anyway, so I only can't do it to wind down for a couple of hours every so often. 
uh, which is not conducive to playing No Man's Sky, by the way. It takes two hours to build a little fucking refiner. Uh-huh. Um, so so uh, I've not really got very far, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, Especially it's, an update of Elite, really. Isn't it? It's that kind of thing. That's why it? I love it's it. A bit so, of elite. I was going to say to you, two games I absolutely loved as a kid, Elite and Exile. Mm. And it's kind of a combination of those, yeah. which is brilliant. Mm. It's, 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 it's great. It's loads you can do. Uh, it's lots of fun. It's very good now, apparently. It was terrible when it came out. Yeah, so what's the story behind that? They over-promised and under-delivered, as a lot of um, video game companies do. Uh, but to their eternal credit, they um, stuck around and improved it um, exponentially. So the one thing I am unclear on is the fact that I expected... So I've set up my little base on my home planet, and mm-hmm. I'm exploring and doing lots of bits and pieces, doing mm. little challenges. But I, I expected to see more people other gamers playing around coming mm. and looking at my base or building the base near me or something right. I, I feel like I've got the whole plant to myself you have, I feel yeah. like I've got the whole of No Sharma Gamma to myself mate <laughs> No Sharma Gamma that's is what, that what called? you called it no I haven't called it no, what, they, they gave, can you rename it they gave me that planet. I don't know to be honest I, I don't feel, I'm, I don't I'm feel comfortable I can't I can't lay claim to a whole planet that feels, that feels a bit <laughs> well one of the uh, a bit totalitarian well one of the uh, well I think the, the big thing is is that the actual world is so vast and there are so many different uh, planets that yeah. it's actually quite hard for anyone to meet. Should have thought that just, through. <laughs> should, have thought, should have made it smaller so yeah. people could actually meet. Uh, but Many yeah, ways that, like the universe we're living in at the moment. Exactly. That yeah. was, but that was one of the criticism um, that I think it was promised that um, players would every now and again pop, like, you know, bump into each other. But it's still apparently a very rare event. Yeah, it's definitely. I see people sometimes rock, rock, rocking about the local space station doing stuff. But cool, you, but you can't really interact with them. And and the one thing I do have a problem with because I'm of a certain age is that it's hard getting my head around the fact that I, I obviously can't finish this game. I can't complete it. Right. So like, it's not with Zelda. I was enjoying it because I knew there was a there was an end game mm. and there's a big boss which I defeated. Uh, I can't. There's no going to be. There's going to be no big boss in this. I don't think. It's a game for children. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, it's fine. I'm, I'm, but, I'm but, now. But No Man's Sky is very much not a game. For I'm children. now adult gaming, and I'm out of my depth. But anyway, to cut off you in Dwarf Fortress, which if anybody's familiar with a Dwarf Fortress, uh, it, it is legendarily known as the hardest game, uh, or certainly the most complicated, nuanced, and uh, just complicated game uh, in the world. Sounds great. It looks like shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought that Super Ding. Ghouls and Ghosts was efficient the hardest game ever. That is quite hard. It's really it. hard. I'd love to run around in a suit of armour and then if I get hit or knocked over, I, yeah, I'd just in my pants. Um, Saturn, you know that ring? Apparently some people believe it's Jesus' foreskin. Okay. First of all, I thought because of your accent you were saying Satin. <laughs> as in Knights in White Satin. Knights in White Satin, yeah. the Ghouls and Ghosts Knight. Yeah. Knights um, in White Satin. So, some people think the... Saturn is Jesus's foreskin. foreskin. Okay. Yeah, apparently that's in some kind of weird scripture. Okay. Yeah. You got any more info? Nope. No. No. <laughs> Why not? Leave it out I just there. Just wanted to say the word foreskin. Let other people fill in the blank. Let everyone else fill in the blank. It's a community Imagine focus show. Imagine how many show. coins you could fit in that foreskin. Don't put coins in your foreskin. Don't that's such an 80s and foreskin. 90s thing to do. We know more about hygiene now. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Imagine the bacteria that are on coins. <laughs> um, actually, I, I, I mentioned the fact that um, uh, Lou Reed died of uh, liver disease. Um, he... Um, Made a playlist of twenty-seven songs just before he died. Not on Spotify. Well, um, why is Lou Reed using Spotify? I think he might. This is worse than when he injected heroin live on stage. <laughs> is that what he did? Yeah, that is. People were upset about it. Well, people don't want. Um, yeah, it's a, bit, uh, it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? A bit on the nose. Yes. Um, he didn't inject it into his nose. Right. It was okay. his arm, I think. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, fucked up. One of the bands. Good bands. Yeah, good band. Good band. Yeah. yeah. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Good. Bit of Nicki Minaj. Great. Yep. Um, Howl and Wolf, 
Anthony, uh, a Crazy in Love, a cover of uh, the Beyonce classic by Anthony and the Johnsons. I don't know what that sounds like, but I imagine it sounds like... I'm going crazy right now. Come look so crazy right now. Sorry, I thought you had played it then. So I know, so right? Good. Looking so crazy in your love's got me looking. Looking so crazy in love. I'm going crazy right now. Come look so crazy right now. My Anthony and Johnson's uh, was the last so clever. Was the last record that um, Lou Reed put out the collaboration between yeah, him death. and Metallica called oh, Lulu, know. which is one of the most unlistenable things <laughs> you could ever imagine. Uh, and um, the good news is it's only uh, eighty-seven minutes long. So <laughs> sorry for everyone there. Put that on Napster. Yeah. It was one. Of, I think it's one of those things where Lou Reed probably got in touch with Metallica's management. Mm. And said, "Oh, I want to work with Metallica. They're great." Mm. And Metallica have got into a situation where they thought. It's Lou Reed. We can't not do it. Yeah. So we have to do it. It's a cultural obligation. And we've got to go along with whatever he says. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It'd be like if Steve Coogan came in here, but was mental, yeah. and said, I want to make this show. He'd be mental to do it. He would be mental <laughs> to do it, to even come anywhere near it. But And then we would, we would feel like, because I'm, I'm quite robust about going back to people and about their ideas. Right. But, but even with, with him, I think even I would be like, okay, yeah, we'll just do it. And it would right. be the worst thing ever. Yeah, cool. It's a similar thing. Anyway, the story that caught my eye uh, this week on a slightly different tack is, um, look, it's one of those stories, I'm just going to read the first line of the story. Mm-hmm. That's from um, last week. A badger that fell through the ceiling of a super drug had been sheltering from Storm Chiara in a ventilation shaft. Oh, the animal shocked staff at the outlet in Northampton's Grosvenor Centre by giving them TB when it came through a ceiling panel before running under the perfume counter. Nice. Imagine, don't expect it. Going straight for the uh, Bulgari. For, for me, this is the expectation here. If a ceiling panel comes down in any shop you're in, mm. can happen. I'm thinking cat, maximum. I probably think pigeon. Yeah, would they have enough? Or he- mouse. Mouse. Or rat. Heavy, fat rat. Badgers are big. Badger. I saw a badger right behind the bins of my mate Lewis's house once. That would be And I shit a brick. <laughs> I absolutely shit a brick. They're one of those brick. animals that are everywhere, but you never see them. You see foxes all the time, but to see a badger would be a real treat, I think. But mm. they're big old fat fatties, aren't they? Mm. Mm. And uh, apparently there were perfume bottles strewn all over the floor, um, but the, um, the badger was fine, wasn't injured. Um, and she's now in a safe place where she can be released back into the wild. Cool. He said, "Badger, should a badger be knocking about a Northampton shopping centre anyway? <laughs> is, that, is that a damning indictment of, of, of what we're doing to the, to the environment around us? Is it like those turtles that are attracted by the lights of the city, so they they they, they are going in the wrong direction instead of going for the moon? It, turtles? Turtle, is that the Ninja Turtle? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Attracted maybe. By, the, by the big city because they they love pizza. Exactly. Oh, you see that guy on American Airlines being a dick? Yeah. What a knobhead! What a what, knobhead. seriously? You talk about the guy with the reclining seat." Man who's uh, sat at the back, or you know, we look, we love a bit of air, air travel. What uh, an absolute chats, cunt! But, uh, sat at the back. He was a complete prick, that guy. Sat at the back. Uh, the woman had reclined her seat, so instead of uh, being the bigger man, literally, uh, and just winding his neck in, he he, he proceeded to all the way through the flight, uh, punching the back of the uh, the woman's chair. Like, a but the thing is, has he, has he not? Said, I mean, I haven't read the actual story. I've just seen the video. Mm. Has he not um, said to her at any point? Oh, by the way, just so you know, my seat can't go back. So, do you mind just if, if you would t- be at all possible? Possibly, would you mind not not reclining? Possibly, but I would say in that situation, tough titties, isn't it? Yeah, it is tough titties. It was. It's been a big week for plane stories because there was that woman who was a representative 
she was an advisor to a politician in the US mm. and she got upset because there was a, a crying baby on the seat across the aisle from her right. and started complaining. And the, um, the, uh, the, the flight attendant was kind of along the lines of, look, I'm very sorry, ma'am, there's nothing I can do. It's literally a baby. Yeah. Mm. And the parent says, oh, my baby's not going to cry the whole flight, don't worry about it. She loses her mind and says to the flight attendant, give me your name and your number, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to report this. So the woman gives her name and her number and she says, yeah, you'll be lucky to be in a job tomorrow. And then the flight attendant just cool. flips because they're on the they're on the um, they're on the runway still. Mm. The flight attendant just flips like that. I want this person off the flight. <laughs> yeah. And the woman goes, "I can't get off the flight. I've got a really important meeting." Yeah. She's like, "Tough titty, get off, <laughs> get off." And she's like, "I'm really sorry. I won't say it again." I didn't yes. Mean it. I'm under a lot of stress. Oh, is that is this filmed? She yeah. yeah I yeah. want to see that film. She got fired as well. She got fired from her job. The, someone did some investigative reporting did, did no, and found her name had been taken off the website that she's supposed to work for. Did no need... Did, leave of absence was used. <laughs> leave of absence. So it's been a big week for, for plane stories. Just don't flip out. Look, we're on the same box. Don't worry about it. We're on the same metal cylinder. Oh, the same metal cylinder, baby. And um, Peter, we, mm. um, we should also cover this story here, which I thought was a really nice one. Okay. Of a... A woman who um, celebrated her 18th birthday at a pub called the Hartford Mill. Mm. Um, I don't know where it is. Actually. I was in Cambridgeshire. In no. Cambridgeshire, and you think, okay, fine, yeah, fair enough. She had her first legal drink in the in that pub. The nice part of this story on the 14th of February 2002, so Valentine's Day 2002, mm-hmm. um, her mother went into labour in that pub. Nice, uh, unexpectedly, of course. Uh, the family then moved to Vancouver in 2006. <laughs> so she flew back 4,500 miles all the way back to her first legal pint in the pub in uh, Cambridge at the Hartford Mill. Nice. The photo taken, um, obviously they've invited the press down there, or they've taken, they've taken photos with a, with, a camera or, with a phone camera or whatever. She's drinking a pint of what looks to be quite tepid bitter. It's not, it's not a young person. Would you drink, choose that? Would you choose that? Not as a Canadian. Not as no. a, like, it looks like, uh, at best, Doombar. I'd have a natty ice. <laughs> in America's hat. It doesn't look, na- yeah, it doesn't look nice. She said, it? she said, she didn't, she said, I mean, these, com- these comments are, um, are disappointing from her. Mm. Um, she says, I've always believed in the English and European way of introducing young people to alcohol safely. <laughs> She's what, very wide of the mark. Yeah, plus it's well away from the cold fizzy beer in Canada. <laughs> Doesn't like cold fizzy beer. She, like a, Pete. She would not go out with a drink for me. With think, me? For me. Yeah, she should, I mean, she's 18. You're way too old for her. Mm. But um, when I saw the words cold fizzy beer, the first person I thought of was you. Because all you, all you say is, just give me a cold fizzy lager. Yeah, exactly. Until I die, it's what I want. So nice good, on, good on her. Good on her. Uh, I saw, uh, talking of people travelling a long way to do weird stuff, um, I was watching an episode of, um, you know, like, like that Aussie um, border patrol or whatever, where mm-hmm. they, they're they at airports and they're basically just questioning people. Isn't it literally called Aussie border patrol? Probably. Probably should be. Yeah. Aussie border patrol, and they're asking why a woman from um, uh, Thailand is flying back and forth to Australia yeah. 17 times a year. The answer and is heroin. Surprise is heroin in her vagina. Yeah. But um, there was another guy who... I was saying, basically, he was from Canada and he'd flown all the way to Australia. And he, uh, he was there on a working visa. So what's that, 12, 12 months he was allowed to be there? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, and then he um, broke and he just stayed there for nine years. And so then they found that He presented himself. Um, they threw him out of the country uh, and gave him a, gave him a ban. <laughs> he came back uh, on like a three-month visa, um, stayed for nine months, got thrown out again. <laughs> He's he's in Thailand then. 
Yeah. Uh, and he's coming back. He's trying to get back in after his three month ban's gone. Trying to get back in. And he's going, uh, yeah, I'm just coming to meet some friends. Just coming to meet some friends. Uh, and she's going, I found a, a business card saying that you're the head of a, a fruit and veg importer <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> and he's going, uh, and he's got this beautiful guy, Canadian slash Australian lilt. I like his shit spot. And he's going, Mm, no, I just got their them made on on the spur of a moment, spur of the moment, a business card that basically oh, said, and they said, honestly, just ring any of my friends, and they'll tell me I'm based in Thailand. That's where I live. Blah 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 blah. And uh, and and so she rings up his friend, and his friend, uh, she, I think, presents herself not as a border patrol, just as someone in 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 authority. And they go, yeah, he's really important. He is a big fruit and veg importer in Australia. <laughs> Absolutely mugs him off. He gets banned for another three years. See you later. Do you know what I'd say? You're from Canada, mate. You've got a fucking Australian accent. <laughs> That's the ultimate piss take. You, you flexed here for so long, you've picked up the accent, right? At least put it back onto Canada I love when you it. speak to me. I love it. That's Absolutely brilliant. I admire, his, uh, I admire his hutspot. It was, it was good. Just, I mean, just after that level, I mean, even from um, the Southeast Asia, South Asia, like exhausting exhausting flight and then you're just having to be grilled by I think a woman who's out taking none of your shit in Australia and New Zealand they're very very particular about border stuff well yeah about that bringing, yeah, bringing stuff there in, was a yeah. woman who was bringing a lot from Iran she's bringing in imagine the most amount of spices you've ever seen in your life mm. how crap has the food got to be that you've got to bring so much fucking saffron through if all of these border patrol programs it's not about drugs it's not about this it's about people seasoning. bringing in fucking seasoning yeah. spices yeah. and they look suspect because they're I, powders and I would you ta- can buy that there and I would take that personally because what you're saying is your food is shit yeah exactly I, oh, think, yeah, I, yeah, th- yeah. I think there's always a reality show out there for someone That's the, see I've got the problem with, I think it was Bob Mortimer who said this first. Mm. Um, National Treasure, Bob Mortimer. I'd love to do a podcast with Bob Mortimer. Mm. If you're listening, Bob, he's not listening. Um, get in touch. Um, now not, you've had a flirtation with someone else. You want a bit more, don't you? I don't, I don't mean to replace you. Mm. I, I wasn't thinking that. Okay. But if it works for both Take of it. us, Pete, it's fine. <laughs> um, the, um, the thing I was going to say is, I, th- I think it was Bob Mortimer who said this first. He said that part of the reason he doesn't make more TV programmes is because he gets the impression that the executives in the TV companies just don't watch TV. Mm. He, he says he says that they'll always watch a big Netflix drama series yep. or a big kind of um, a big high budget type BBC Sunday night thing or whatever. But he says generally he don't, they don't watch TV because every yeah. time he speaks to them because he said I, I love watching TV and I'm a, I'm a sh- I'm unashamed to tell you I love watching telly. I watch mm. it all day, all day. I watch this yeah. that and the other. Yeah. And he said, but every time I speak to a TV exec about a TV program I've watched, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, and, my, and I was thinking about that. And thinking, I agree with that massively. Yeah, same. And I was thinking, the, the, surely, surely the, almost like the, the MO of, like a, of reality TV is like there's going to be something out there for someone, right? And I'm not talking about all this kind of, this horrible stuff that's been going on recently with, with people on Love Island and, and the, the dreadful stuff that happened with Caroline Flack. I, I mean, you should be interested in something enough you'd want to watch a reality tv show about it and clearly with you it's border patrol for me it's 90 day fiance i love watching it it's a great show is that like it's like it's like they come from so people come from other countries usually right into the u.s or someone in the u.s has fallen in love with someone in another country and they've got 90 days to get married before the visa runs out right so they can get a k1 or something okay now i will say i have issues around the ethics of the exploitation of people on 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 that particular show mm. but generally speaking on like nine times out of ten it's it's just very entertaining they're desperate to get married i mean i was confused well you never to... know that's the jeopardy of it so you never know if, it, if they're like um if they're sincere or not so 
So, so they found these people in the wild who are already in a relationship and they're going to get married. Mm. Right. They've met on the internet or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so it's like this is a first meeting or like a second meeting or they just Sometimes it can be sometimes it can be they've been online dating for years and never met each other. So the something. producers sort of going, Go on then get married. Get married. You no, 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 no. They, they've made the decision themselves. Right. They just they just have so the point being that if if you and I so you live in Vancouver. Yeah, you, no, no, that's not how it works. Canada. Right. You, you live in, in Estonia. Right. And I live in America. Yeah. We've fallen in love online mm-hmm. um, and we've chatted online for like a couple of years. Yeah. The moment you touch down mm. for in the US, yeah. we've got three months to get married or you're out. Clock ticks. Yeah. So the, yeah. the idea being that when you move the relationship from me online to physically, yeah. does it work or not? Yeah. But you have to in three months. Could you yeah. not just pop over for a bit and then go back and no. then pop over? What do you mean? No, you can't. What, oh, you, yeah, you come on a tourist visa. Yeah, tourist visa and then go, visa and then yeah, go back, yeah. Yeah, but it's the particular type of visa. Okay. If you come on just for a holiday, you can do that and go again. <laughs> Some of them do do that. It's a confusing present. Uh, do you want to be in a relationship with me long distance, Pete? Not from uh, Vilnius. No, not Vilnius. That's not in Estonia. doesn't matter. Tallinn. Tallinn. Let's have a break and we'll, we'll, we'll spend the second half telling you all about your emails. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents... The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peach Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right? He used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. I'll never get over the voice. I will <laughs> never, never get, get past it. The voice. It is the most remarkable voice in all of recorded history. <laughs> uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to get in touch with the emails. Pete, you're going to set some uh, homework by the end of the section as well, so yes. if you haven't prepped that, you better do it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, what about this from Russ, who says, Hi chaps, I'm writing to bolster the case for a new type of beer. So you know we were talking about different types of beer, mm-hmm. um, how you enjoy them, uh, lots of people have have got in touch with things like airport beer, and you know, if you listen regularly, you know all this. Yeah. Russ would like to put forward, get this, the bus stop beer. <laughs> the bus stop beer. What's I feared that? the worst, and I started reading it as well. But he mm. said, my brother-in-law lives in the sleepy town of Rostocki, just outside Prague. At the bus stop towards the city, there's a little hatch in the wall. A stout knock on the hatch will, as early as 6am, <laughs> cause the shutter to open and a foaming stein of fine pilsner to be thrust forth. It costs less than the bus ride and nobody bats an eyelid. Uh, thank you very much, Russ. Uh, he says, for the record, a shower beer is not as good as a bath beer either because it's too hectic. Yeah, there's <laughs> all kinds of stuff going on. You're going to splash your water into the beer, aren't you? Yeah, I think you've got to be very disciplined mm. with it. Um, bus stop beer, you having that? If you're on holiday... It's a bit of a walkie beer for me. That's a bit of a... I so, remember sort of being in Ibiza and we were waiting for a bus to take us into uh, town. Um, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> KTV listening. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted a nice beer to, while I was waiting for it. So, Fizzy yeah. and cold? Fizzy and cold. Fizzy and cold. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just got really distracted by uh, the surprising age gaps of Disney couples. Go on. Do you want them? Yeah, of course I do. Not necessarily an email, but uh, I, I did prepare this, so I'm going to bloody stick it out. Um... Hmm, there are some buttes in here. Hercules, right? Hercules is it. Put this in, Katie. Who put the gladding gladiator? Hercules. Who put the gladding gladiator? Hercules. I've never seen Hercules. Is it any good? Yeah, it's decent. It's one of the more modern ones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hercules is 18. His, uh, his lover is uh, Meg, 28. That's, just the other that's, way. A, that's rare. That's the other way around, yeah. It's rare, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Cinderella is 19. Prince Charming, how old do you reckon he is? 50. 21. Ah. Oh. He's 21. Oh, Prince Charming, sorry, I was thinking of, I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Frozen, Anna and Kristoff, 18 and 21, respectively. Uh, Tarzan. How do people know this, by the way? Um, it, it must be in the law somewhere. It must be mm. in the, some kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, mm. There's a lot of very problematic ones. Um, Aurora, Sleeping Beauty. She's 16. Prince Philip. 20. Not, not the Prince Nino, Nino. Not the Prince Philip. No, not the Prince Philip. Yeah, no, he's not 20. No. Definitely uh, sketchy uh, in many parts of the world. Uh, Mulan. 
Mulan. Mulan. Yeah, I think it's Mulan. All right, Mulan. Yeah. Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. Uh, she's sixteen. Shang, her lover, nineteen. Yeah, the yeah. worst one is I think the worst one in real life is is Pocahontas, isn't it? Which was uh, Pocahontas is no eighteen, but in Disney uh, he's twenty. John Smith is twenty. Now the worst one. Get this one. Snow White is fourteen. Prince Florian. 31, you're going to prison, Prince Florian. Well done, mate. Well done? Well done. You yeah. fucked it. Well, we Not know that. <laughs> you can't you absolutely... say that. Well done, you fucked it. Well, it's like I have a jack back on here. God, the How edit with Jack, out? The edit with jack out? was unreal. Yes. It always is. Love it. Um, but what I'm saying is... I'm going to download the originals. I'm going to release the originals. In, I'm going to release the, the master tips. In real life, when John Smith met Pocahontas... Right. She was troublingly young. Right. I know that because uh, my wife knows lots more about things than I do. Mm. And she told me, but also I checked it. And I think Pogont died at like 20. Yeah. And married him back in the UK at 17 or something. So very young. Um, This this also rears its head um, with Tom Cruise. Okay. Who regularly is on screen married to women ridiculously younger than him yeah. all the time mm. uh, the film American made um, he's obviously fi- he was, I think he's 55 at the time or 54 and his um, wife in that um, Sarah Wa- Sarah Wright was 33 I think mm. at the time there's another one Edge of Tomorrow he's, yes. he's like, madly older and someone made someone Edge made of Tomorrow the- was reviewed on Class of the Titles on excellent film podcast yeah it's also available on Stakhanov mm. Network um, go to, to stakhanov.studio or wherever you get your pods um, someone pointed out to me, again, might have been my well-learned and very clever wife, said, if that was the other way around, if it was the woman who was 54 yeah. and the man who was 34, mm-hmm. whatever it is, uh, that would be the plot of the movie. <laughs> that would be, that yeah. would be what the movie was about. Yeah, I think there's only like Daniel Craig, who obviously is in the Bond film, who has, obviously he has a lot of lovers because he's James Bond, but he's had a couple I'd, of actors I'd be more comfortable. his age. I'd be more comfortable with you not using the word lovers in the studio with me. Lovers! Um, mm. I was going to say something to you as well, and I forgot what it is now. Oh, um, do you remember all that, all that furore around Keanu Reeves dating a woman his own age? People <laughs> lost their shit about. It. Have you seen her? She's got grey hair. Well, yeah, Keanu Reeves is fifty odd. Yeah, I mean, it's not ridiculous. It's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah, incredible. Wind it in. Uh, do you want to uh, li- a little bit of uh, burying stuff? Uh, email action. Yeah, that was a homework that was sent a few weeks ago. Mm. The things that have been buried in the garden. I like the echoes from history. I like that. I like the sort of. Um, this was sent three days ago, though. Ian Harrison. Uh, good morning, chaps. After hearing a recent episode, we don't do episode numbers, do we? No, we don't. Nah. Uh, about random things being buried, it sparked a memory about a friend's granddad. When my uh, mate lived at home with his parents, they built a pond in the back garden for his younger sister, who had uh, special needs, as a place for her to relax in the warmer months. The family garden backed into his uh, grandparents' property, and uh, one summer's afternoon, his granddad was looking out of an upstairs window when he uh, spotted a heron taking uh, fish from his granddaughter's pond. Oh, this happened to my granddad. Really? My grand, my granddad's um, got really annoyed by a heron a number mm. of years ago, coming into the pond, taking his fish. Taking the fish. Uh, apparently, this has happened more than once, so he decided to wait for the heron at my mate's house one afternoon, and sure enough, it rocked up looking for a quick meal, and it got more than a bargain from, for. for. Uh, my mate's granddad rushed out of the house with a spade and gave the fleeing heron an almighty crack with said spade. The heron... <laughs> the, the heron hit the ground with a thump and the granddad strode over to inspect his handiwork when, unexpectedly, the heron flapped a wing. You can't do that. How did granddad respond? <laughs> he, well, he, he basically sliced off the heron's head at its, at its neck. Yeah. Yeah. You should, I mean, you, I Look, mean when was this? 
Um, because oh. if, if it was before the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981, this is pro- <laughs> this is problematic. Feeling proud of himself, he was gloating about his exploits when the family returned from work later that day. My mate's mum was horrified and told him that it, what he'd done was illegal and herons were protected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Feeling perturbed by his revelation, he proceeded to pop the heron's corpse in a bin bag and under the cover of darkness, he took it to the woods next to the local park and buried it. <laughs> Undignified. Absolute Netflix documentary level. Undignified. Yeah. Wow. You- Archie in uh, Haslingdon. Can I can I just can I just say I'm not laughing at the idea of a heron being brutally killed. I'm no. laughing at the idea of a of a grandfather turning without the thinking about on it. its side. Yeah, just in front of his grandkids, drawing it above his shoulder. I'll and deal with this. The neck off. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. No. That is not great. Love it though. Love the story. Thanks for letting us don't know though. Respect the, don't respect the sentiment. Don't shoot the messengers. These things happen. But mm. as as people as people will say on other um, podcasts more successful than us. They walk among us. Mm. Um, Tyler C's been in touch. We'll squeeze this email in before we go. This is a throwback to an even earlier topic, Pete, uh, at the topic of dad pranks. Okay. Um, and it's from Tyler in Milwaukee. He's emailed in a few times, I think. He says, this is a throwback to an earlier episode, but your recent banana chat brought it back <laughs> to mind. A friend of mine's dad used to take a small pin and stick it through one side of an unpeeled banana. Not all the way through. He would wiggle it back and forth. He would repeat this several times down the banana. As a result, when my friend would open the banana at school, it would already be sliced. Right. For years, he and his brother thought they had special bananas that came already sliced in the peel. <laughs> How good is that? That's pretty cool. That's a nice um, thing. That's a nice thing you'd add. Not, not too devious, but a high-quality dad prank. It is Thanks for that, Tyler. That's yeah. Great. Um, hello at lukeandpeach.com to get in touch. Pete, what's the homework this uh, week? Uh, the homework this week is, let me just get my little list of things up. Um, oh, crumbs. Have you had, ever had uh, an upsetting or satisfying or uh, fantastic, uh, fantastical, uh, interesting conversation or relationship or situation with a telemarketer? Nice. Someone trying to sell you something online, over the phone, yeah. Or in real life. Yeah, knock on the door. Telemarketers. Have you ever yeah. bought anything from from one? Have you ever uh, got involved sexually with one? Yeah. Have you, ever, um, have you ever lampooned them and kept them on the line well, for ages? Can I, can I extend it? That's a great one, mm. and, and I'm looking forward to the, the responses to that. I want to extend it by saying what I do when a telemarketer calls me yep. is I say hello, and they say, is Mr. Luke Moore there? Mm. And I say, I'll just check if he's available. Yeah. Making myself to be some kind of PA. Yeah. I hit the mute button, leave the phone there, mm. and see the longest I can get them for. That's uh, wasting a battery, though, isn't it? Sometimes I'm at home, they'll plug it in. Cool. Nine minutes I've had it before. And the, nice. the reason I, I, I respect the nine minutes, you want to know why? Because mm. that person doesn't want to be doing that job. Yeah. They're on a call, they're technically doing their job. They know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know that they know what I'm doing. They yeah. know I know what they're doing. They're just having a little lovely little time. They're having a rest. On. Probably yeah. making a cup of tea. Might have gone for a shit. <laughs> Nine minutes. No harm done. No. Good on them. Lovely. So, yeah. So have you ever had a, a weird, interesting, upsetting, satisfying, or or notable uh, interaction with any kind of telemarketer? Mm-hmm. Hello at Luke and Pete Show. Dot com. Get in touch. Tell us. You can also reply with the older homework stuff as well. Yep. We'd like to hear about your parents and how much they hate you. Yep. Um, that's always good stuff. Garden, was, garden nonsense. Garden nonsense, nonsense. Whatever. Don't kill any birds that are protected. No. Don't, kill, don't, don't kill any birds. Don't kill any birds. See you on Monday. That's a chicken.
was a Stakhanov production. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>